But our thought is presented here in Acts chapter 9, verse 22, where it says, But Paul increased all the more in strength, and confounded or confused or puzzled the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. And we'll bow our heads together and ask the Lord to bless this lesson tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the clarity that you give. Father, that you give clarity to your people, Lord, when things would confuse us, whether in this life or even in the good things, Father, the word that you've presented to us. Lord, we can come to you expecting that you will give us the understanding that we need to the measure that we need. I pray that you'd bless our hearts with that thought tonight. Help us apply it to our lives, Lord, in those times when we might be confounded. Help us to trust in you always, Father, and thank you for being able to be trusted. We ask all these things in your blessing on this word tonight, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, getting straight to it, I have no interest in being puzzled, at least not in remaining so. And what I mean by that is that, well, for example, I don't remember who I was speaking with earlier this week, maybe last week, I don't remember, but I made the comment that I subscribe to the New York Times' puzzle app. I actually pay a pretty penny. I forget about it until every February when I see, where in the world is this money going to? And then I remember, oh yeah, it's my stupid crosswords that I do. And, uh, but it is what it is. And, you know, I do it with the, under the pretense that I'm trying to keep my mind sharp and everything as I get old. But I couldn't remember five loaves and two fishes or two loaves and five fishes the other day. So the puzzles aren't working. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But regardless, I do a number of those puzzles regularly, oftentimes at night, before I go to bed, if I can't shut my brain off, um, and the other methods don't work, I'll grab a crossword or something along those lines or do a number of these other other puzzles that they present there, and I enjoy those things. Uh, If they aren't challenging, you understand, then they're boring. I don't like word searches. I'll actually have a difficult time with word searches for some reason. My my eye doesn't see them. Allie smokes a word search better than I ever can, but... That's not the kind of challenge I'm looking for. I'm not just trying to stare at a pattern until I see you know, something I recognize. I want to think about something. I want trivia, a little element of trivia that you see in crosswords and the like, and you know this and that. If it's not challenging, it's not pleasant to me. But if it's too, too challenging, too difficult, it becomes a frustration. I'm not interested in that either. I don't have an interest in remaining puzzled. And we understand that life is puzzling. Life is confusing at times. Now, we spoke here recently. We had a lesson where we spoke about not being trampled, not being pushed around by those ones who are confused on the outside, those ones who don't have the peace of the Lord Jesus, the peace of understanding uh, who He is and what He is, the peace that faith gives us, true faith, the one true faith. And we understand that we can be tossed to and fro, you know, Confused, you might say, as we're carried about by every wind of doctrine. Paul warns us against that. And we can be trampled if we allow ourselves to be trampled by the falsehood that's presented to us. Um, Any number of things can confuse us in this world, can puzzle us. Any number of things, even God's people. We can be confused by what to feel. We can be confused about where to go, how to go, when to go, what to do, all of these different things, how to do it. And I'm speaking in broad terms because it applies broadly. 
We can become confused. What would the Lord, even with genuine intention, good intentions, what would the Lord have me to do in this situation? What does he want me to feel in this? I'm looking at this and I, I'm wondering what's going on here. And we can become a little bit puzzled. And things that can confuse us and things that do confuse us. They can even bring us to being displeased in those things. For puzzled by the things that the Lord is doing for us or on our behalf. We can become displeased at those things that we're puzzled in if we allow them to displease us. And God wouldn't have us, well, he wouldn't have us be displeased with what he has for us. So, uh, oftentimes we point to 1 Corinthians 14.33. When it comes to considering confusion and, and puzzlement oftentimes, and that's not necessarily the context that we find uh, this passage from, but it applies to a number of different things. Where it says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Now, confusion here is probably better translated disorder, because it does speak of order within the church, particularly when it comes to the working of the Spirit and the moving of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit in the church. But you can understand that God doesn't want disorder up here either. He doesn't want us to remain confused, to remain puzzled, particularly over those things that he's blessing us in. He doesn't want us frustrated by the things that he's doing. He doesn't want us to camp out in confusion, wondering what he's doing or how he wants us until until we get to that point where we're so discordant in our thoughts that we become discordant with him. He doesn't want us to remain there. And I believe that scripture bears that out for us. First off, we see here in Acts chapter 9, verse 22, a place where confusion will kind of reign supreme to a certain measure where we opened up. We see a number of other places in Scripture, particularly here in the book of Acts we're going to look at, uh, where people were confounded, were confused. And we'll see a common thread there, where it says, Paul increased all the more, Saul increased all the more in strength and confused these Jews who dwelt in Damascus proving that this Jesus is the Christ. He went out and he started preaching to these ones, and they were confounded, they were stymied, they were puzzled, and they were well, confused about what he was saying. What caused that? What were they lacking? Now, you're probably answering the question for yourself, but let's walk through a couple of other places here where we can well, see further evidence of what different ones were lacking when they were confused. Look at Acts chapter 19. Acts 19 where that same man Saul, now called Paul, he visited that city of Ephesus. He was preaching the one true God. We're not going to go into the whole context of this passage in this account. But he's preaching God as he does, presenting him as the one and only true God to a, well, a culture that was by and large, a society that was by and large quite pagan, well invested in their gods, plural. And a number of people rejected him, obviously. But this one was vocal, this one named Demetrius. He was a silversmith who stood to lose his livelihood if a certain number of people converted into this one true God who didn't have idols, who didn't have need for the silver that he was, well, that he was pouring out for the goddess Diana, quote-unquote goddess. And so he spoke out against Paul, and he said, this guy, he's, he's not what we want. And when he spoke out against Paul, it says in verse 28 of Acts 19, when they heard this, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And look what happens there. The whole city was filled with confusion. You know, when, 
When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, as we've mentioned a number of times from the pulpit here, as we've considered a number of times, when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that means that everything outside of him, everything that's counter to him, is not the truth. So it's lies, it's falsehood, it's deceit, it's confusion, confusion, it's confounding, it's all of those things. So when Demetrius comes in and he says, this guy's telling you garbage, then automatically, as soon as they go to Demetrius' word and leave off the truth that Paul was speaking, well, lies come in, deceit comes in, and confusion is sure to follow thereafter. Uh, So the whole city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, Paul's travel companions. Paul wanted to go into the people, it says in verse 30, and the disciples would not allow him. Then some of the officials of Asia, who were his friends, sent to him, pleading that he would not venture into the theater. And it goes on in verse 32. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused. There was chaos taking place. And the chaos that was presented outwardly in this situation demonstrated the chaos that was going on inwardly, where Jesus was not, was not present, was not being leaned into. Confusion was there. And most of them did not know why they had come together. But man, they were squawking and they were stirred up. And they heard what he said and they heard what others said that he had said. And then they heard what others said that he said that he had said that he had said. And so they got to where they were completely confounded. What was the issue there? We'll consider it again here in just a second. But let's turn to Acts chapter 21 for another example. This is later on in Jerusalem. When Paul had gone to Jerusalem. And... Well, as in Ephesus, persecution was awaiting him there. He knew it, and so he went anyway. These were Jewish authorities there who were looking to stir the crowd against Paul. And they were successful in it, similar to Ephesus there in Acts chapter 21, and verse 27. Now when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up, confused confounded the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people, against the law, and against this place, the temple. And furthermore, he also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. Saints, was that the truth that Paul was speaking against the people? Was he speaking against the law or was he speaking against embracing and operating under the law. He never said that the law was bad. He said that righteousness couldn't come from it because of man's failure, not because of the law's failure. He wasn't speaking against these things as they had presented. So instantly, as soon as they pushed against the truth, they brought in confusion here and stirred up these people who were so unfortunately willing to be stirred up. They were way off course, these ones. What was the lack What was the issue? What brought the confusion here? Great confusion on the part of the Jews and those that they spoke to. Great confusion on the part of the Ephesians as they went in and out squawking and squabbling and and so forth. Just as there was great confusion on the part of the Jews in Damascus when Saul went there. What was the issue back in our text? Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus And here's the simple truth of it. He was proving that this Jesus is the Christ. He was simply proving. That's what they were confused about. That's what was holding them back. That's what they were lacking was an understanding that Jesus is Lord. Now, you might be wondering why why I put this 
this lady up here drinking this. Obviously, it's coffee because what else would you drink? Uh, you know, uh, she's obviously drinking some coffee and looking out and just kind of considering things. I know it sounds kind of silly. I always try to make the backgrounds mean something if I can, pertinent to it. She kind of just looks at peace to me. <laughs> you know, this is how I look, barring the hair, of course. Um, sit there in in a morning, have my cup of coffee, or it might be afternoon or evening, whatever the case may be. And sometimes, saints, I'll tell you, I'm overwhelmed by the peace of just knowing Jesus is Lord. That's not, that's not just goofy sentimentality. That's facts. Sometimes things will come up and I'm thinking, why is this happening? I see this and I feel a certain way that I know that the Lord wouldn't have me to feel. And then I come over here and I know the Lord wants me to do something. And I, and I can think to myself, I don't want to do this necessarily, don't want to address this, don't want to get my hands involved in this, or maybe I want to get my hands involved in this. And the Lord says, no, and I don't know why. And then I just take my coffee and (laughs) take a sip, and He reminds me, Jesus is Lord. He is the Christ. God is our foundation. When we are confused and confounded, we need not remain in those things. Sometimes we need to just be still and know that He is God, yes? Sometimes we need to just accept from His hand, I have said this, you be calm and just just wait this out. Sometimes we can say, I know I'm supposed to understand this, and maybe we are. Maybe we are supposed to understand something and we're not getting it. And the Lord comes and He seeks your heart. And you go to Him and present your heart and say, Lord, I'm not getting this, perhaps. And sometimes He just reminds us in that moment that we need to stop trying so hard with our own muscles, our own minds, our own intellect, and just remember, ah, Jesus is Lord. He is the one who's going to... Well, He's the one that opens up the Word to us. He's the one who provided and gave the Word to us. We have a measure... Well, we have availability and we have access to understanding from the Word of God and from God Himself that those ones who don't recognize that Jesus is Lord, they don't have. And that should give us peace. Whether we're confounded or feeling good, whatever the case might be, it should give us peace in understanding because we have this access that we can come before the Lord and our confusion need not stick around. He doesn't want us to be confused. Jesus is the answer. Um, for time's sake, I'm not going to take you there. But I'll just remind you what happened there in Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down and filled these ones, and, and the sound of mighty wind and cloven tongues of fire, and these ones came and they heard their, their respective languages, each one of these ones heard their respective languages being spoken there. And they were confused, it says. What in the world? In Acts chapter 2 and verse 6, when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speaking their language. And Peter, what did he say to them? I will take you there in Acts 2 verse 36. Acts 2 and verse 36, what did he say? Therefore, let all the house of Israel, after he preaches to them, let them all know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, that sounds like an accusation there, and perhaps there's some accusation there. But there's an understanding there. You understand, if you want to be not confused, you need to understand in all of the house of Israel, and all of those Gentiles, by extension, they need to know assuredly that God has made 
this Jesus, both Lord and Christ. And that should give you peace that passes all understanding. And when the Lord says peace that passes all understanding, we can understand that that doesn't mean necessarily this peace. is. I just can't understand this peace. It does mean that. But it means that I can have peace that passes all my lack of understanding. Man, I don't understand this that's going on. I don't understand this that's going on. I trust the Lord to give me understanding in time. But in the meantime, the peace that I have in knowing that Jesus is Lord, He's on the throne, He rules, He reigns, and God is protecting and guiding and helping all of us and working all things together for my good and gives me the strength to do whatever it is that I need. That peace that comes from those things surpasses my lack of understanding. So I need not just sit and remain confused. I can have peace in knowing. You can have peace in knowing that Jesus is Lord. That's all that I have for you this evening.